0: welcome to the book snarks podcast where hosts crystal and heidi talk about the books that keep us all up at night all right hello everybody welcome back we
1: are talking crescent city 2 house of sky and breath yay we're just one step closer to flame and shadow and that's the end goal, right? That's what that's what we want. Looking forward to talking to you about this because we haven't talked much on the side. So it's good. It's going to be fun to get your live reactions. I'm excited. Quick spoiler warning. Everything SJM, y'all. If you haven't read Throne of Glass, if you haven't read Actar, if you haven't read Crescent City, go do that ASAP. Come back. We can't talk about Crescent City 2 without talking about everything.
0: <laughs> I thought we could start with the good read summary because I think that'll ground us and it's quick. And it'll get us in the headspace we need to talk about the character deep dives, which is kind of our preferred discussion style. Bryce Quinlan and Hunt Athalar are trying to get back to normal. They may have saved Crescent City, but with so much upheaval in their lives lately, they mostly want a chance to relax, slow down, figure out what the future holds. The Asteri have kept their word so far, leaving Bryce and Hunt alone. But with the Rebels chipping away at the Asteri's power, the threat the rulers pose is growing. As Bryce Hunt and their friends get pulled into the Rebels' plans, the choice becomes clear. Stay silent while others are oppressed or fight for what's right. And they've never been very good at staying silent. In this sexy action-packed sequel to the number one bestseller, House of Earth and Blood, Sarah J. Moss leaves a captivating story of a world about to explode and the people who will do anything to save it. Whew! So we have the same cast of characters, and we also have some new faces. But man, this book, just like the first one, and maybe even more so, the twists and turns, the subplots, the storylines, every everybody's character goals are just so different. Like Hunt just wants to chill and kick mm-hmm. it and have a good life with Bryce, and Bryce is like, I wanna, I wanna, no, we gotta, we gotta go stir the pot a little bit more. Yep. He
1: does <laughs> not want to get dragged in again. He's like, I've been here, I've done it, I don't want to play.
0: And Rune is finally starting to find his place in all of it and coming into his own and realizing his own goals and not just following blindly in his father's footsteps. We have Hypaxia. We have Therian, Therian's story, and this was so good. And then, of course, Danica is still... Still <laughs> dropping bombs. her in <during> the pot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So with that, let's, um, let's dive into some characters. Yeah. Is
1: there anywhere you want to start? I mean, it probably makes the most sense to jump in with... Bryce and Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hunt better in this book than the first book. I will say that. Okay. I like his down-to-earthness that he doesn't want to be involved, but he also wants to protect Bryce at all costs. I still love Bryce's like blatant disrespect and snark to any form of authority
0: <laughs> from the jump. I
1: Will say that I don't love their spice in this book. They feel inauthentic, and I feel like it takes away that from the relationship that they actually have. They were way better in the first book, I think. They were more intimate. They feel cheap in this book to me, but I still love them as yeah. a couple. What do you think?
0: Okay, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I was going to talk to you about their mating bond because uh, yeah. it feels very, it feels very off theme
1: for SJM.
0: Yeah. It was just, should we call ourselves mates? Yeah. Sure. Let's call ourselves mates. And then all of a sudden Rune could smell the mating bond. And it was just, that didn't, I don't I know. That one just, it didn't sit well with me for no, some reason. I totally
1: agree. I totally agree. Like Since who gets to decide in any of her books, who just is like, yeah, you want to be mates? Let's do it. It just doesn't like,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And I think when they get there, they use it as a way to like, I'm sorry that you don't want to just call him your boyfriend. So you just skipped straight to mates. I didn't I didn't love that part.
0: Right. Yeah. We're just so spoiled by Sarah J. Moss and she really does a good job of fantasizing these mating mm-hmm. bonds and visualizing like when Nesta and Cassian were when that mating bond clicked in place, we had visuals of golden ropes and twining and snapping in place. I mean, and there was none no. of that for Hunt and Bryce.
1: And she does that with all all of them. Nesta and Cassian, Risan and Feyre have it talks about that um Aylin and Rowan they talk mm-hmm. about like yeah. this it's like a visible like bond can they feel can feel he gets yeah hurt. yeah so i don't know it that part feels a little like inauthentic
0: yeah. I agree just it's just off brand i
1: think it's just off but talking about mating bonds Rune and Lydia are mates and they are my favorite couple yes. in this book <laughs> <laughs> I know and it's not even close like they are my favorite couple in this book and it's like and their their spicy scene is blows Bryson Hunt out of the water. It right. actually feels like yeah. it means something. Where like Bryson Hunt. Like at the library or in an alley or, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't. Uh.
0: Bryce and Hunter are just like an old couple at this point. They're just sort of more established at the beginning of the book. They're like, oh, we're waiting until
1: winter solstice,
0: winter solstice, which didn't happen. I, yeah. And I feel like that whole subplot probably could have been deleted because it wasn't even followed anyway. Yeah. Agreed. And Rune and Hine, though. I mean, I have to say that first time I read this book, I would have died on the hill that it was Celestina. That was day. I, in my heart. Thought it was Celestina. I would bet money. Oh, that it was okay. Celicina. So when I found out it was Hind, I was shocked. Yeah. And I think Rune was too. Oh, yeah. I hope they get a. Flame and Shadow is going to be their book. You think so? Because she's Flame.
1: She's not. She's Earth and Blood.
0: No, but she, in a metaphorical sense, she appears oh, to him as Flame. Okay. Right? I, I feel you. And he's. And shadow. he is shadow. shadow. Yeah. All right. What does the Hind look like to you? Ailin? Ailin. <laughs> She looks like a no brainer. (laughs) She's flame. Mm -hmm. Save some theories for the end, but Hind is just screaming, Aylin, to me. Mm.
1: Especially like having to do all of this like killing and backhanded shit. Aylin was an assassin, for goodness sake. Yes. I mean, she was more like avoiding her royal responsibilities. Yeah. But the Hind, like, she does a lot of terrible shit for the greater good. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. And alan did it, too. But Rune, I really like L- Rune's subplot outside of the Hind. I really appreciated that he was doing some character development in this story. Yeah. He kind of moved on from Party Boy and is fully now in rebellion, going to support Bryce to take over her father's throne mode. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like we could we sh- maybe we should talk about Cormac because he kind of ties in okay. with both of them. When, the first time I read it, I for sure did not see him being a rebel.
0: No. he's the Avalon Valen right? We don't really know much about them. The introduction was, here's this cousin who has this history with Rune. Mm-hmm. We don't like him for that, and then we learn that he's betrothed to Bryce, mm-hmm. and so we double don't like that, and now we think he's in cahoots with the Autumn King. We're set up not to like him pretty quickly. He plays his role very well. For sure. And he is in love with Sophie. Mm -hmm. We learn that Sophie has this incredible power that we thought was extinguished from the world long ago by the Asteri. And she's drug along as this character that may still be alive for 75% of the book, we have this hope in our hearts and are praying to the SJM God that That she made it. Sophie's alive, Mm -hmm. that she made it and she didn't. And that hurt my heart a little bit. Yeah. Like nobody's safe here.
1: I do agree with that. I do think that it's going to sound a little callous, but I feel like somebody had to die, you know, in that regard. If that's how I feel, then I'm okay with it being her because we never got to know her. And it's just trying to piece together these things that her and Danica were working on together. I'm jumping around now. I'm following on a different thread, but how did you feel about the Emil subplot?
0: I didn't mind it. I, I thought that it, it felt very uh, parallel to conversations that happen like in real life, in our real political system and things like that. How we treat people with power and at the end we learned that Bryce was trying to protect a kid, despite him not having power or having power. She didn't care. She wanted to protect a 13-year-old kid. And in doing so, it showed the overarching problem with society is that they just, everybody, including even Hunt and Therian, Mm -hmm. were guilty of but his power, but his power, but how can he be utilized? And just stripping this kid of all humanity because of his powers. I thought that was well done. I have a feeling that you just... I mean,
1: (laughs) it felt unnecessary for me.
0: Yeah, I think there was a lot of that. There's a lot of fluff in this. But I I do think, as far as the plot goes, without Emile Renat, Bryce wouldn't have been as motivated to join the rebellion. And maybe that's maybe out.
1: that was his purpose. The only reason she agreed to help anybody was because of this kid. I feel like it was mm-hmm. very well established in Earth and Blood that she fights for the humans, the people that have no power. Like that's the whole end to the book. So I didn't feel like it was needed Uh in that regard. Because that's like half the book that they're looking for this kid. And then it kind of came to a, okay, she just knew where he was this whole time. And or set all this stuff up. If I don't know. It just felt weird. The only thing I can think of is that it, he was it was that involved because it's setting us up for him being more involved or even her parents like Randall Salago getting back
0: involved. To me he was a reason to push the plot forward but not the focus. Even when she was going to the meat market to talk to the Viper Queen about him the conversation he was a very small part of that conversation. Yeah. She was she was using the kid to figure out what Danica and Sophie were up to yeah. and wanted to know what they knew. The kid was just kind of secondary. I think it was just a tool to move the plot forward. It was well done in that regard. But could have been half as long for sure. Yeah. And maybe like
1: I don't know, about half as long, but probably a quarter of it could have been eliminated. Which I don't know I don't say often about SJM books. It doesn't mean that I didn't love the book.
0: Yeah, I know I love the book too. And House of Flame and Shadow is forty pages longer. Than this yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. I know.
1: <laughs> okay, I got distracted from Cormac, so we, we were talking about Cormac. Yeah. <laughs> He's a rebellion leader. He is the one who sets up Rune and Day to, you know, meet and communicate, and mm-hmm. after he found out that Sophie was dead, he was like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I can give the ultimate sacrifice.
0: Totally, and he made that decision early, and you could kind of tell in his tone with this conversation with Rune mm-hmm. at the end, before they go into the Asteri's zone, he was like, just morose. Yeah. Numb from he it He started
1: being more absent in the kind of their their team meetings if you will and he knew that rune was going to have that conversation with bryce as far as like her being queen instead and i feel like because he kept talking about how he was talking to his dad and i feel like he was trying to tee it up to his dad too that yeah bryce is going to be the one that's yes. carrying on i liked
0: him I liked yeah, his character. I did too. This is going to be a off the wall, but do you think he'll come back? Because all we really know is that there was a giant explosion. There was no, we didn't see a body or anything like that. Yeah. Right? Um, my gut is that he's. Dead. Okay. I will say Sarah J. Moss has killed more characters in this book than in others. Like the posse in Throne of Glass all survived. I mean, Akatar all survived. Like she's a sucker for a happy ending, which I love. And in this one, it seems like there's people are fair game and it scares me.
1: It is a little scary. It is a little scary. But I won't say, I wouldn't say that she didn't kill anybody in Throne of Glass because the 13, like, gutted me. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) You're right. I forgot about the 13
1: and Gabriel. So
0: Gabriel, you're right.
1: I wasn't as sad. I, I for some reason I wasn't. I was I was sad, but I wasn't as sad like the 13. Oh. I still
0: am not over that. I'm still grieving them. Asterin, how could you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> The other thing that played a role in this book is the dead themselves are our characters. Hypaxia talks to the dead. They can go visit the bone quarter. They have the mystics to talk to the dead. It's interesting. Yeah. And so given what the Asteri do, which is suck the life energy of the living and the dead, I wonder if in future books, maybe House of Flame and Shadow or the fourth book, um, Probably Water Many World, Waters. <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it better <laughs> that part of the plot line is going to be bryson hunt and the crew mm-hmm. saving the dead from that fate too so even though cormac and sophie pass, they're still going to be saved in the end you know what i mean
1: hypaxia is going to be a major part of this
0: yes and if you think of throne of glass elena maybe will come into this as well maybe she'll be safe maybe <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's yeah. my soapbox. So speaking of Hypaxia, you want to get into her next? Hypaxia yeah. and Celestina? Mainly Hypaxia. She turned into the homegirl during this book, which I love I to like see. I like her. Bryce. I love the, the girl friendships in SJM world. So yeah, they're home. Especially because
1: in this series, there's a lot less females. Throne a glass is very female leader heavy, mm-hmm. if you will. And Akatar has a lot of female leads between the sisters and Moore and Amrin and all of them. It's less in this series. There's a lot yeah. more males.
0: But the women are still driving it. Hell yeah. They're still leading it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. I like that she reached out to her like, I need a girl to talk to. I have her number. Let me just call her up.
0: Yeah, we'll just build the bridge. What about Hypaxia and the hind? I think that they're gonna have a better relationship in the future.
1: I think so too. They're gonna realize that they're on the same team. Because I Hypaxia knows too much. Like she's in now. How is that gonna affect her and Celestina? Celestina did give info to the asteri I feel like she knows something's up. She said too many times that she's like, Let me know if you need anything, let me know if you need help. But then she still gave him information. So I don't maybe she's a double agent but in the other
0: way. All right. You know what I mean? She's like she's working for the Asteria and she's gonna double cross hunt which she kind of already Uh did just when I was starting to trust her I learned that Celestina unless the
1: Asteria is playing them you know that's it's possible no How else would they have known that Hunt left with a duffel bag full of weapons? There's no other way.
0: Yeah. Celestina is a question mark for me. I don't know if it's redeemable or not. We'll see. But Hypaxia does love her. That's going to kill Hypaxia to know that Celestina is a double agent. But I do think, to your point, Hypaxia will come into play with the dead.
1: I mean, the fact that she and Lydia are sisters, but Lydia is earth and blood because she took her dad's traits
0: you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah.
1: And Hypaxia is flame and shadow because she's a necromancer, you know? I mean.
0: Yeah. What's that story that the hind tells Rune? Oh, it's about- her story. It's it's so reminiscent yeah. of
1: Maeve telling her story to Aelin when she's trying to get information out of her, like in her dreams. Mm-hmm. She is telling her story.
0: Yeah, she was kind of
1: abused by her mm-hmm. father,
0: basically. Who's up next? Tharian?
1: Sure. I don't know if we're going to agree on Tharian.
0: <laughs> you yeah, okay? Well then you start.
1: Okay. I said after the first book that I liked and I still do like the banter between him and Bryce and like the mm-hmm. flirtatious relationship, right? I think that's still fun. He bugs the shit out of me in this book.
0: (laughs) He's got conflicting uh, goals. He's lost. Mm
1: -hmm. Then he goes and swears a blood oath to the Viper Queen. That is what happened. Yeah. And her blood tastes funny. So don't get me started on that.
0: Oh, we should get started (laughs) on that, actually. Because that's exactly what happened.
1: He took a blood oath to a a vowed queen, basically.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) He sure did. He's in her thrall.
1: She's got a tether to him and he can feel it that far away. He fucked himself. That's what he did.
0: Did he have a choice though? I mean, think about it. He was about to die from the River Queen's vengeance because he broke up. But you're right. He was just a lost soul throughout the whole thing.
1: What he should have done is if he's already dragged the daughter along for 10 years, wait another like, granted, they're about to leave. But wait another like two days and contact the Ocean Queens people, get some backup and then be like, you know what? We're over. Sorry.
0: <laughs> it wasn't well thought out, Darien. No. But what worries me now is that in future books, he he could double cross because of that bond. That's very like Fenris feeling to me or, you know, something like that. Like the cadre. They had to answer to Maeve. He's
1: going to... These are bold predictions. I think he's going to die. <laughs> When they were talking about the, the other fae guys that she has, they defected from the Autumn King, swore a blood oath basically to her. He defected from the River Queen, space swore a blood oath. Mm-hmm. I think he is going to have major regrets about that and will try and sever that bond. And I don't think there's going to be somebody, there's not going to be an Aelin that is like live
0: right well if that does happen i would i would imagine it would be because he's trying to save bryce or hunt or etc
1: but i don't think that's going to happen until
0: (gasps) what if it can resurrect resurrect
1: can she resurrect i think she can just talk to the dead though can't she she can't actually resurrect anybody
0: i think she can but it's like dark magic that she doesn't touch Mm. if i'm remembering conversations correctly with her it's just not it's like it's, it's okay. not good. It's not good when it happens or something. I could be wrong. I could have just made that up. But I do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about there, Anne? Yeah, I think I'm on board with you. I, I don't know that I want to accept the theory that he's going to die trying to break the bond, but I do think he will regret making that bond. Mm-hmm. But he was tied to the River Queen and still did her bidding, even though he didn't like it. He he got around that bond.
1: It wasn't the same kind of bond, though.
0: It wasn't, yeah. In House of Many Waters, I think the River Queen and the Ocean Queen are going to go ahead.
1: Yes, and I think the Ocean Queen is going to be back, like, related to, I don't know. They just talk about how old she is, and for some reason, I feel like that's going to go back to other worlds too
0: the prithian maybe
1: she's not she's not from there
0: aurelia you said you didn't have any theories i, <laughs> I think she's uh she's in cahoots with ralph from of Black. who's oh rolf rolf i'm like who's ralph
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe i like that that'd be cool <laughs>
0: You remember in Throne of Glass how they said the Mycenaeans Mycenaeans that's right, and how they said that the dra- the water dragons had disappeared.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if they went to Midgard in the rift. This yeah. is the way. I mean, this is anywho moving.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, Ethan. Okay. You want to talk about Ethan. Ooh, yeah. Our boy. Talk about a lost soul, though. Even more than Therian, that poor guy. Mm.
1: But he's like literally lost. I feel like they're different loss for me. I love Ethan in this book so much. I feel for him. And I love that relationship that he ends up getting with the guys like Dak and Flynn.
0: I imagine being a pack animal, it is hard to be exiled from Mm -hmm. your people.
1: Like not even wanting to shift because it's just like this hole. I feel for him. But I love his loyalty is just second to none. With the like stealing the rings, going back for mm. he's got ethics.
0: Mystic, yeah, he does. I want a happy ending for him. But yeah, one of the things that I'm most looking forward to in Flame and Shadow is Ethan's journey. You know, we know the mystic is a wolf and an alpha. And a And Ethan rescues her. So in my head, it's canon that that's a mating bond. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to have a love story mm-hmm. in this book. And that's like mm-hmm. one of the things I'm really, really looking forward to. I can't wait. Yep. And, you know, we're just going to learn more about Danica and the fendiers. Because of that alone.
1: Which means Sabine. Yeah, I have to I have to eat my words on Sabine. Because I said in the first episode that I didn't hate her by the end of the book. Because I was so rusty on uh, <laughs> Sky and Breath. I can hate her.
0: Do you think it was her that, that hid the other alpha? You think she had, she, she had something to do with it?
1: I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Okay. But
1: I think she knew. I think she knows that she's there. And just didn't do anything about it because of... How power hungry she is.
0: Yeah. She doesn't have ethics like that, though.
1: I do still think there's more to it for her. Like, I don't think it's just power, but her compass is off. It's like cattywampus. I don't think she sold her to the astronomer, but I do think that she knew she was there.
0: Yeah. I don't know why I think that. There's
1: no, I have nothing to back that up.
0: Because the prime knows about her that she is if the lost alpha fendier or whatever. Sabine could know, or maybe not, but either way, complacency is still frowned Guilt. upon. Yeah. For sure.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the Fendier's, let's talk about Danica and all of the secrets. Gosh. Like it's just, oh. like I feel so bad for Bryce.
0: Yeah. I mean, and Fury knew the secret. Fury knew she was a bloodhound. Can we talk about that scene for a second, though, when Fury tells Bryce that she knew Danica was a bloodhound? She said it was because Danica smelled Fury and smelled mm-hmm. there was something off about her. And Danica figured something out about Fury that we so, didn't know. That was they not, needed, that like, are...
1: leverage on each other.
0: That's us. Like, what the fuck is Fury <laughs> I know. What, did, what did Danica
1: smell? Fury is what another one that I think is going to play a huge role in the next book. Huge. I don't know why oh, yeah. I feel that way. She is finally going to be like, fuck it. Two of my friends are screwed based like danica's dead bryce is gone I she's been in panjera too much she's she knows too much and she's been turning a blind eye and i feel like it's finally gonna be the last draw and she's just gonna
0: i need to know i need answers on fury mm, me too but back to danica Uh um, yeah again. <laughs> i know that was I a mean, really
1: pleasant surprise for me. I know. And even in my reread, I don't remember how I felt about him when I first read the book, but in my reread, like from Jump, I was like, <laughs> but I forgot in my reread, like when it when that bomb got dropped, I, it was like I read it for the first time again, like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? I forgot. <laughs> and he really does want to help the crew and I think is taken mm-hmm. into the fold near the end.
1: Well, yeah, he sacrifices his whole cover yep to help her get out
0: i my heart kind of breaks for him because he lost his mate mhm so i wonder if he's going to be a sacrificial lamb as well so i imagine yeah, it's maybe not- not easy to live without your mate so danica's a bloodhound she had a mate murdoch's her father she knew sophie Renest. like where did the secrets end danica she knew the Asteri were up to some shit shady shit man she she had secret emails she had secret school reports in the (laughs) in the coffee table in the
1: the coffee table (laughs) 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 that's one of my favorite scenes actually Ethan running around with the sword, breaking a coffee table. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> Did um did Bryce gift him?
1: Bryce walking in
0: like, how's it going? What are you doing? <laughs> did Bryce gift him that sword? Gift Ethan the, the sword? I don't think officially. Yeah. Okay. If not, it'll be official soon, I'm sure.
1: I think that this... Our sword is, for, is is Bryce's for the foreseeable future. Obviously, she has it in Prithian. Yeah.
0: Juniper was still a mother hen. She didn't change much. We didn't get much more of her. I,
1: I, we both said uh, during the first book, like, we thought maybe we'd get more of her. I don't know if I still think that.
0: Yeah. Other than motivating Fury and being some sort of plot driver for Fury, I don't think so either. Who else?
1: That's a lot. Well, I mean, we didn't talk much about Jessaba.
0: I would like to talk about Jessaba.
1: Because she's another one that... Look, she's not from this world either.
0: She's not. In House of Writh and Blood, the first book, when Jezebel was talking to Adis, the king of hell, or not the king of hell, the prince of the the (laughs) fifth level of hell, the chasm, she says, don't fuck us over again. Okay? And that one little word, us, don't fuck us over again, tells me all I need to know that she is absolutely... From Prithian or Aurelia, but I think Prithian. I think Prithian. Mm-hmm.
1: I cannot wait to learn more about her though, because she's the one, she brought all the books. Yes, She has the whole library. She knows what's going on. She has The Walking Dead and The Book of Breathings. She oh, has Book one from Reading. each world. Walking Dead is talked about too. In Throne of Glass? Yeah, from Throne of Glass. Yeah. Those are both mentioned when Micah is looking at all the books.
0: So I went back and looked what happened to the Book of Breathings. And remember when in the end of Akatar, Port of Myths and Fury, the third book, when the cauldron broke and the void started coming out and like swallowing everything up, Bryce and Reed, She tosses it in there. She tosses it in there. That's where it went.
1: And Reese <laughs> Sand is like, I guess that's one way of trying it. <laughs> I remember <Yeah>. that now.
0: <laughs> He's like, that I guess. But Amron was already in the cauldron when mm-hmm. she threw the book in. Mm-hmm. So what if Amorin got it and gave it to her homegirl, Jessaba or Fury? Mm-hmm. And are Fury and Jessupia ever seen in the same room together? Were they both at the summit? Yeah. Okay, throw that theory out then.
1: <laughs> I'm per- I mean, I know they were both at the summit because Fury is the one who has a helicopter on site that Micah didn't break.
0: That's right. And it was Jessica's screen. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Jessica is a sorceress and the astronomer is a sorcerer. I feel like there's gonna be a tie there because he's up to some shady shit. and He talks to hell a lot.
0: He is shady. I don't trust him. No, not even a little.
1: If he didn't have the
0: rings, there might be a redemption champ.
1: But he uses hell to torture his mystics.
0: To torture them?
1: Yeah. I'm
0: an asshole. Yeah. Because he, he claims they chose to be there, like blah, 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 blah. But then we find out they were sold like by their families, mm-hmm. basically. hmm yeah, yeah, he, he sucks. He sucks. When I picture him in my mind, I don't know that they gave a very detailed physical description of him, but in my head, he's like this short, slimy guy, probably bald, you know, with like a wizard cloak on. Do you know what I picture? What? (laughs) Quirrell. Oh, from Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah, totally. He's very coralish.
1: just like. <laughs> That's my mental image, and we we—I yeah. don't really think there is a descriptor for him, but that is what I picture. He's kind of a weenie.
0: Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but his rings. Now we have three fire sprites that have mm-hmm. learned about Lahaba. They could rally flame and shadow sprites to fight again because obviously they fought before, right? In the first war with Hunt. Yep. I feel like
1: cuz uh, yes we already we just said the Wraiths are F- house of flame and shadow but we talked before about the like repetition of lahaba saying i am a descendant of raethia draw queen of embers mm-hmm. i really feel like that's going to that's uh, intentional
0: mm-hmm.
1: i feel like that's going to come back
0: lahaba's going to get her or her honor. line
1: they say that her line their line that line from the queen of embers is like scattered and they're not very, like, there's just not very many of them around.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: just feel like that's going to come back.
0: I think so, too. I think we're going to see some fire sprites come and save, save the day.
1: It also led me back to Victoria, the wraith that Micah <gasps> sent to the trench. Uh-huh. She's obviously still in a box. The Ocean you're Queen right. has these liners that can go anywhere.
0: Yes. I don't think she's out of play. I think you're right. I forgot about her, but I do remember feeling... Like that was unfinished. Sarah, you cannot you cannot leave that soul in a box. You cannot Mm. do that. And I don't feel like I don't think she's out of play. That's a good point. Okay. Can we talk about Ariadne? Yes. So it's mentioned that Dragonfire can kill the demons and kill the princes of hell. Mm-hmm. So she's important in some way, even though she's independent and doesn't and is sort of, no, fuck that. I'm not going to watch Hypaxia, I'm out of here. She was introduced on purpose. That so was not like a throwaway oh, character. Yeah. And dragons
1: are, I'm pretty sure they're listed as flame and shadow. They're part of flame and shadow.
0: Oh yeah. They
1: just have been missing for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. She's a slave. Like she has the stamp. Why does the Viper Queen, the one that is like the safe haven, like
0: I don't know. I don't get it. I have no idea. Because how can she just be hanging out there? I don't think she took an oath to her or anything. But she no, is being I think protected she's just it. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Yep. It could be like a lizard bond, like a handshake bond. Like a reptile's. Yeah, like the reptile. Rep- a
1: reptilian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. But but because...
1: Bryce says that she can speak to all the reptiles. That's why she went to the Viper Queen, because the Sobeks are all in the marshes, and she can communicate with them.
0: What does a Sobek look like, by the way?
1: I'm not sure, but I have a picture in my head of a really, really mean-looking eel with very sharp teeth.
0: Yeah. Do you remember when in this is back to Akatar, a court of silver flames, Nesta's story, when she goes into the water to retrieve a dead drove, and that thing attacks her? Like that's described really well. That's what I think they look like. Only with scales. Are you looking it up?
1: Um, I mean I did look it up. Oh. It says it was an ancient Egyptian deity with a complex and elastic history in nature. He is associated with the Nile crocodile. Oh, it is represented in its form or as a human with a crocodile head.
0: Perfect. I'm glad we settled that because I needed to. <laughs> I, <laughs> need, I needed to know. Now I have an image:
1: crocodile, more like a crocodile, less like an eel,
0: I guess. Okay, and definitely not the crazy long-legged humanoid that attacked Nesta. <laughs> <laughs> you just do these things. This is why I love these books cuz the picture that yes. you can paint. All right, so Ariadne is going to come into play, especially mm-hmm. because without a doubt, that northern rift is going to open and hell is coming in. Like no mm-hmm. doubt about it. This is where we're going. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the lead up to all the books. So I don't know if it's going to be in this book or not, but it's coming. And I just want to know, where's the Viper Queens? Whose side is she going to be on? Whose side? I don't
1: know. Well, I don't know. So let's go to the Asteri real quick. Yeah. Okay, you've said in several episodes that you think the Asteri are Valg. Do you still yeah. think that? No. You know what I think now?
0: Do you want to know or do you want to keep going? I'll wait. I think I want to know. <laughs> I think the Asteri are the gods that Aelin banished from Aurelia at the end of King Bash.
1: Ooh, that's intriguing. Mm -hmm. I am probably more on team their Valg now than I was before. Oh, look at this switch. Look at this switcheroo. Because three times at the end of Sky and Breath, twice does Bryce call them parasites. And once she calls them leeches. Parasites is, isn't that how Irene described the Valg? Mm -hmm. It's like a parasite that she had to attack. Yeah. Now I'm more...
0: I mean, they do suck. They do have the same diet as the Valg, if you think about it. They're sucking
1: the life out of people. Mm -hmm. But they're also, Valg, are scared of the light and Asteri are consuming the light. You know what I mean? So there's my only hang up, I guess. She used the word parasite twice and I just can't get over it.
0: Yeah, it could be. If they are not Valg, then where do the Valg fit in this universe? Because we know that they're not from Aurelia, right? They came Mm -hmm. into Aurelia from a rift, from a gap in space and time. Mm -hmm. So they're from another world. So it could be Prithian. It could be, and it's not Midgard because that's confirmed. The Asteri confirmed to us that they themselves are not from Midgard. Mm -hmm. So where would the Valg play?
1: I have to go back and read again. (laughs) <laughs> but when she's learning all like seeing all the maps and the worlds and everything.
0: So one of the worlds, because it's very dark and the pit, the seventh level of hell is described as the darkest, right? All those levels of hell get darker as you go down. So from the chasm, which is the fifth to the abyss, then the pit, all those mm-hmm. are pretty dark. Anything above that's probably not so dark. So, you know, what's dark. The Hewn City. Hell. The Hewn <laughs> City. <laughs> and Hell, yes. Um, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Uh, I think Prithian. How many Prithian. courts does Prithian have? How many courts does Prithian have? Seven. <laughs> Seven courts. Look. How many layers of the library is in the House of Wind? Seven. I don't remember that. There's seven layers to the library in the House of Wind. And every time, there's some dark presence in there every time. And it gets darker every level you go down.
1: Mm-hmm. The only thing that gets me on board with this is Hunt's dream with Apollyon.
0: hmm
1: And the leathery wings. Yes. The the only thing. So Ap- I will... So Apollyon is the pit. He's the seventh level. Yes.
0: Uh-huh.
1: He has leathery wings. Mm-hmm. The Illyrian wings have been described as leathery f- how many times? Okay, I I get that. I still, I can't, I, I mean, Prithian is not hell to me. Or Valerius is not hell. It is not a layer of hell in my brain, period. Right. Do I think they could be like way long descend- descendants maybe? Yeah. You know, 15,000 years ago, sure. I don't know. I I just can't. I can't get behind it.
0: So I think what's happening is there's probably just like an ideology switch in your mind that needs to happen for you to buy it. Because I don't think hell in the SJM universe, Mm H-E-L, is bad. I don't think Adis is bad. I think is fighting for good. I think all these characters are gray area. Thanatos, the fourth layer, who we saw at the mystic, you know, mm-hmm. who basically told Bryce that he's going to eat her starlight when he sees her. So that's that's a lame guy. But Thanatos is also mentioned in Akatar mm-hmm. in the Hewn City. Mm-hmm. And then Adis, he's a good guy.
1: Yeah, but remember that Adis didn't actually show up much in this book. Because Rigilus is who appeared as Atus in the cat form in her apartment. That was mm-hmm. not oh, A yeah.
0: Yep, that's true.
1: So that's he true. didn't really make a
0: an appearance. You're right, he didn't. But in the first book, he was good. We could talk about Thea, the original starborn fae queen mm-hmm. of Midgard. He loved and her. A- He's, they were love. They were love. Yes. And Thea's daughter's husband, Peleus, killed Thea and took the star sword. There's a prophecy that says, when knife and sword are reunited, then so shall the Fae be. So the star sword, it's confirmed, is Gwydion. We confirm that at the end of the book. Mm -hmm. Thea had Gwydion, which Mm -hmm. is from Prithian. Okay. How did she get Gwydion from Prithian? No one knows where Thea came from. We just know she's the first Star Queen. There is a creator, a happy hermit, who has a theory of how Thea came to be in Prithian. And if you remember when Nesta in a court of flame and shadows, no, wrong, court of silver flames. Flames, (laughs) <laughs> of silver flames. Nesta is in the prison, and she like she touches the harp and she hears like the memory of the the place and he- people clawing to get out. The doors yes. closed, they're trapped. Yep. that is when Thea crossed over. And then Rigelus was like, hey, I created Midgard as a base, and I invited all these fae here. They -hmm. didn't know that I was the conqueror. They thought they were going to be the conqueror. They thought this was this new opportunity to come and be here. And so he lured Thea and her daughters there, closed the gate. They were duped. They're like, oh shit, we're duped, clawing to get back into Prithian. Thea was then separated from her love, Adis, who was in Prithian, because Prithian is hell, and then, and then Adis waged war. So not all of that was a happy hermit. I added my own spin on it, but she does explain. <laughs> I, she does I've explain seen how they come to the Perthian.
1: I've seen that about the what gets blocked off at, in the prison. I've I've seen. I don't know if it was from her or somebody else, but I have seen that, and I can totally buy that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it is a a mental block for me.
0: You know, we grew up in a world that said hell is bad. And it's really hard to like get around that. But it's even
1: hard for me to get around it in this book because when they summon Atis, it's freezing, like frostbite, dark, the way it's described, even for him, like where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. It's the same with when they're talking to the mystics, it gets super cold, they start icing over, like, it doesn't sound like a place that has grass. (laughs) <laughs> hell doesn't have hell has well, grass. Like,
0: maybe that's a side effect of summoning and not like anything else. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. just a side effect of summoning,
1: and it that very well could be. But that I think that's why I have this like thing.
0: So, anywho, all signs point to Prithian being hell and hell and and hell being the good guys. Like in Throne of Glass, the uh bad guys ended up being the gods in the end. I mean, sure, Erwan was not great, but
1: and <laughs> <laughs> the end, an like...
0: and the gods are the ones that sucked Elena's life force out of her, disintegrated her, right? Mm-hmm. Gods and and devils and demons and stuff are sort of reversed in SJM land. Rigelis okay. definitely talks about the others and how
1: they got separated because he mm-hmm. try he's trying to like tell them that this is like a good successful bountiful word i think he uses like wants to share the bounty or something i can't remember the words he does talk about there being other people so i, I like
0: that that maybe they are the gods
1: from aurelia
0: on that note let's talk about asriel because he had asriel mm-hmm. is the owner of truth teller truth teller which mm-hmm. is the counterpart to Gwydion because and they hum they hummed they hum <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously this is the prophecy the swords have joined again and now the fae can be together again mm-hmm. but we don't know anything about Azriel's story and there's a theory floating around that he is the son of thanatos mm. that, because again thanatos is in prithian <laughs> interesting he's a shadow singer who does that sound like sounds like and fae look look
1: we gotta pause because i think the and fae are the fae that pop out of the earth in the final battle in Kingdom of Ash, she opens all the portals and Fae come out of the ground on wolves. They're like yep. wild Fae. Uh-huh. And it's Northern Rift. The Aval Fae are by the Northern Rift. All uh-huh. of those things. Where, where did they have shadows? I don't, we don't get to know them and throw them glass. They end up sticking around in Terrison, though. That's all we know that they decide to make a home in Terrison, which is, okay. is the Northern Rift. I'm, I'm just so on is this. where the
0: Northern Rift is? Yep. What about Rifthold? Have you heard this theory? This uh, is from- Yes,
1: Rosie from and her mind-blowing theory.
0: She's so good. <laughs> a Court of Thorns and Rosie uh, is her at. She's so good. She connected the dots of- Why did Gavin build his castle
1: where he did? And mm-hmm. what was he trying to hide? I, yeah. I totally, I am so on board with this. I don't care. I think she was like, it's so unhinged. I don't think it's that unhinged.
0: I think it, yeah, I think it's beautiful. Ugh, I love it. She's so good, man. She's a mastermind. On that note, though, if we're thinking that there's Rift, that the Fae can travel between Aurelia and Rithian and Midgard, do you remember in, I think it was the fifth book of Throne of Glass, Empire of Storm City? This is before Aelin gets kidnapped. They're walking through the marshes to find the key. Mm-hmm. And it's mentioned several times that Aelin needs to go find the key. It's in the sunken city. They go to these marshes and they have that same feeling like there was people there
1: before under it. They were trapped, uh-huh. It's a lead. A lead says that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Apparently it was like a bustling city before. It was like a metropolis mm-hmm. before it just disappeared. So what if it was drawn to Midgard by the Asteri and then the gate closed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And maybe that's the Avalon Fay.
1: Oh, you think because down there?
0: Maybe because it was in Aurelia, right?
1: It's the country where where Nehemia was from.
0: Right. Oh, Eelway. Elway. Eelway. Yeah I, yeah. I said it wrong. I'm looking at my map.
1: Yeah. I love
0: it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Isn't that south? Or is it technically Aurelia?
0: And it's not the sand marshes. It's the stone marshes. It's in Aurelia. Stone marshes.
1: I could get on board with, with that whole mm-hmm. idea. But I don't know that I think the Aval and Fae are down there. I think they're in
0: Okay. So we have Aurelian Fae and Prithian Fae in Midgard. I think we mm-hmm. can both agree on that. Where is home? Like, where is the home of the Fae? Is it Prithian or is it Aurelia? Or is it both? Because they are different. Like, Aurelia's um, Fae can't have iron, right? And then Prithian Fae can. Right. So maybe it's both. They're just different. Did we have any shifters okay. in? In do we have any shifters I mean, in Akatar? Well, we did. A uh, f- fucking obviously, Resand. Yeah, he can go back and forth. Mm-hmm. But and Tamlin was a shifter. Yep. I just feel like uh, Midgard has way more species variety.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. That's why it was so hard to keep track of it first. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think we're going to get a lot of Throne of Glass in any crossover? You do? Yes. Do you want to know why? Why? Yes, I do want to know why because (laughs) I don't know if I'm mentally prepared.
0: In the teasers that Sarah J. Maas and Bloomsbury have posted of pages of the book or different book covers, illustrations associated with this new book, House of Flame and Shadow, there's the Dag sword from... Mm -hmm throne of glass and a lot of that imagery also the name house of flame and shadow also the the likeness of lydia to aelin and also the fact that we know that we i think it's been confirmed that the timelines are running concurrently it's not like throne of Glass was in the past because aelin flew through both worlds Mm -hmm. so yes i do think we're gonna have crossover what do you think i don't think we're going to (laughs) (sighs) such a pessimist well
1: i don't know if it's more out of like i'm trying to keep my expectations really low (laughs) because yeah it's probably a good thing if aelin walks through a hole in the world and is hey did you need some help something you know you know i i I will weep (laughs) i am not prepared but i also feel like aelin is sarah sarah moss's favorite as well and i feel like Mm -hmm. she's you know aelin has fought the good fight and it gets to just live at her happily happily ever after, and I feel like she's going to leave them alone. And it will only be hinted at, or maybe other Fenris is out looking for somebody. I feel like he could be. I feel like he could be a part of this somehow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In my okay, in my ideal world, it's like Avengers End Game, and everybody assembles. Avengers assemble. It's not. That's yeah. like not going to happen for
0: me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be like that. (laughs) It would be pretty rude. aliens War was fucking gnarly. Of all all three series, even though we haven't seen a war in in Crescent City yet. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. been hinted at. But like the Throne of Glass War. I remember reading those last 500 pages. That was just all fucking battles. And I just think it, it might be a little rude to bring them into another war. Like, let them be. They're good.
1: I really I, I really feel like they are going to be left be. If anybody shows up, I'm going, I will cry.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe she's just going to be like <laughs> a consultant too, you know?
1: And I still think there's going to be like Aurelia breadcrumbs, you know, mm-hmm. scattered around. and There's going to be sure. hints. There's already ties. But yeah. I think it's going to be kept at that. I don't think that any of the characters are actually going to be in there. Here's another one. I guess we're talking theories now. Mm-hmm. The Dread Trove in Akatar. Uh-huh. There's a fourth object that Nesta couldn't quite pinpoint. This is not my theory. This is somebody's out I there that I before.
0: couldn't the tell you.
1: That, the horn. But that the horn is the pommel of the Sword of Orinth. It's like a bone pommel. You know what I'm, ta- you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Throne of Glass. Were the Dread Troves all from Throne of Glass then? Because they were all made objects. And there is no cauldron in Mm-mm. Drone of Glass.
1: I think Prithian is the oldest world. You asked me that before, and I don't know if we, if I ever actually answered. I do think Prithian is the oldest.
0: I feel like Prithian feels more evolved than, than Aurelia. Aurelia seems, if we're putting timelines on things, it feels like Aurelia is old school kings and queens and ancient things. Yeah,
1: but I feel like there's more... You know, it's like comparing, like, Europe's history to American history. Like, Europe goes back a lot further. American yeah. history is, like, the last however many years. Mm-hmm. I feel like Prithian goes back because, like, the the prison
0: is yeah. way older. That's true. And, like, the middle where the Weaver of the Wood mm-hmm. is, 1,500 oh. years old or something.
1: Anyway, that was a, th- a theory that I saw was that the Sword of Orinth was the fourth dredge Object and that, that's the crossover is like the horn is because obviously the horn is made into different things because it was a horn right but it got ground down and tattooed on and so works so it could be anything
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know if it can be anything after this thing no but... <laughs> no i think this could be the <laughs> unless it could they be it. <laughs> it out of her which they could totally magic her i mean uh, hypaxia is a healer she could potentially pull the horn out of her back she pulled the venom from the demon out of her leg yeah so true one theory
1: what is the i don't even know how to like start this okay the blood right in akatar mm-hmm. i think the middle mountain Ramio, is important i don't know why they haven't like explored more of like what's actually under that mountain like they mm-hmm. obviously know what's under the mountain in the middle. Why have they never done that for Romeo? Why is there just a stone at the top? So the blood right is for Enolius, if that's how mm-hmm. you say it. Enolius holds the battle. That whole battle was against something that is has been lost to history. They don't know what what he was battling, and he bottlenecks them into a stone arch archway because they're all trying to get up to a stone at the top of Romeo. Yep. What were the what were the beings that he was fighting? I feel like there's some kind of connection there. I feel like Enolius, is he related to Apollyon? That's, that's my, <laughs> and I feel like I'm kind of piecing, you know, like you just see so much out there. Like I am kind, of, kind of piecing to it, but the, the stone archway for me is like a gate and the mountain, I like, what is under the, that mountain?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, who are, who is he fighting? I don't know it's just, there's just too many too many things yeah. to be ignored it says it was the blood right is the long ago battle between Fae and ancient beings but so much of the history has been lost that they don't even like nobody's asking questions about what the ancient beings were you know like it
0: all comes back to hell I mean prithian <laughs> or hell <laughs> whatever you want to call it I know it might.
1: So we start talking about Fury. Like, we don't know mm-hmm. what she is. Danica's sniffed her out, but we don't know what she is. She, Bryce sees Amrin and is like, holy shit, you look like Fury. Mm-hmm. But Amrin chose her looks. So mm-hmm. where the hell is is Fury from? Like, what is her? I just can't wait to find out because there, there's more.
0: Agreed. It's to your point about Maeve, too. Like, Maeve chose those looks. But I think yeah. there's there's a reason for the choosing, right? There's she was a shapeshifter,
1: be. you know? Yeah. Because she appeared when she was like trying to seduce Erewhon. Mm-hmm. She shapeshifted into Caltaine K- to be like, is this more your taste? So oh, it was yeah. an easy thing for her to transition around. So yeah, she totally chose. Amrin chose that body. However, like is is Amran a wraith?
0: I don't know because she she kind of lost her essence. I think she was some. you Remember how she said she first. She, she was like forgot? a
1: firebird, wasn't she? Amrin, when she so. wins that war, doesn't she fly over the whole field and just like ends the whole thing? She
0: does, but like, what is she? I, I don't know. What I don't even remember what I mean, book that is. <laughs> but she said she 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 is not from Prithian. Amrin isn't. She said no. she wasn't. She was something different trapped there. She, she decided to leave. I wonder if she's a Stary, and she decided to defect. And she said, when she came here, do you remember when Amren was talking about how she didn't know what love was at all. She only mm-hmm. had this need to conquer. It wasn't until she took human form permanently under mm-hmm. the mountain in the prison that she started to experience those things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What if she's she was a stary?
1: What if she was a stary? And she feeds on blood.
0: And Fury might have defected. I don't know if you. I don't know if I can get on board with the Fury could be a stary theory, but.
1: It's- no, I don't think that. But I feel like whatever body Amren shows, it just so happens to look like Fury, you know, like, that's just I I don't think they're actually related.
0: No, I wonder, I think Amran based her body on Fury. Maybe Fury was around and Amrin just dug it was like, hey, I like the way you look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know I like the way I like the way you move Fury. And just fiddled it into existence with her spell. Maybe. What if when you use a spell to become humanoid from that energetic form or whatever she was before, Mm -hmm. automatically gives you these characteristics? Like you have to have dark hair. You have to have this. Maybe there's rules, the magic system that we don't know.
1: Oh, something I wrote down. As far as characters that could be related to Flame and Shadow, one of the species, if you will, that are a part of Flame and Shadow is vampires. Mm -hmm. And we have heard nothing about vampires since Maximus Turchin getting killed, but it specifically mentions his dad and that vampires are from hell. Mm -hmm. But vampires are who defected, basically. They were feeding the Asteri information and that's how they ended up beating hell. In that battle. I can't let go of that either that maybe his dad is somewhere around or his line is somewhere around Maximus Tertian's dad.
0: Oh, Maximus. Yeah. Because he's
1: given he's given a name like. And
0: he, and he they defected. They no longer support the Asteri.
1: No, they defected from hell and ga- they aided
0: oh. the
1: Asteri in beating hell. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't man. know. Mm hmm. <laughs>
0: Well, what are what are you most looking forward to in this next book, or what questions would you like answered in this next book?
1: Oof, I mean the the list of questions is long. Mm-hmm. I just really am excited to see the inner circle again. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I know we're obviously going
1: to see them at some point. I want to find out who Hunt's dad is for some reason. Mm-hmm. Because he's Faye,
0: and I want to know how he.
1: I still, I feel it. Like, no, I still think he is. I, I, think his dad is Thur, and I think Jezebel was mixed up with Thur. I want to know. I was. I want to know about that because mm-hmm. we know that Jezebel was involved with Hunt's dad. Yes, Because of the end of CC1.
0: Yep. I don't think his dad is alive anymore, though.
1: No, I don't think so either. I want to know more about Thea and Helena and the unnamed daughter. Who the heck is the unnamed daughter? I want to know more about them for sure.
0: Probably Bryce's mom. Well, no, because she's a human. Obviously, Bryce comes from one of the daughters, right? I mean, so that's Autumn King. That's got to be Autumn King then. So Ada said that Rune has the gift of Peleus and that Bryce has the gift of Thea.
1: But what if it's not Thea's gift? What if it's the other daughter's gift that 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 got? Because the Autumn King is not... He has like the flame side of... The Fae gifts, not the shadow gifts.
0: Yeah. So, where'd the starlight come Or like the starborn gifts come from? If not the Autumn King, then it had to be Bryce's yeah, mom.
1: Maybe. But how is Bryce's and an, a human? I don't know. All right. So, there's something I want to know about.
0: <laughs> Humans have powers. I mean, Sophie Renast was a Thunderbird. But
1: she was half human. She was only half human. She was half an ear.
0: Well, then, they, I, I mean, they must have come from the Autumn King then. I don't know. We're, don't know ch- ch- we're, we're spiraling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm most looking forward to the crossover i want to know if throne of glass is coming i want to know i want to see our friends again from all of them i want to yeah. see akatar posse and crescent city posse
1: it just made me miss reese Ann so much when he entered when he says
0: <laughs> the last
1: page yes <laughs> the way she describes how he talks it just like made me miss him so much <laughs> <laughs> they both possessed an air of quiet, gentle authority. The others all seemed to wait for their cues. So Bryce addressed the two of them as she lifted her chin. "My name is Bryce Quinlan." The male stepped forward, tucking in his wings. He smiled slightly and said in the old language in a voice like "Glorious night, hello Bryce Quinlan. My name is Rysand."
0: "Glorious night." And what a fucking ending.
1: No, oh my gosh.
0: Never have I had a book experience like the ending.
1: Mind blown. Obviously, I want answers for Rune and Hunt because Hunt is a slave again, or he's I, hes not a slave again, I'm sorry, but his power is in check again because yeah. they put a halo on him again. It like, breaks my heart for him, man. I need that to be resolved and everybody to be alive.
0: I need Hunt to be okay as well. Well, with that, up next, of course, is Crescent City 3, <laughs> it's House of Flame and Shadow. Uh, Heidi's going to be on vacation, out on the beach when she reads this book, and I'm very jealous, mm-hmm. but... Mm -hmm. we'll have a short reaction episode for sure but then just like this one we'll do deep dives and we'll definitely do more theories like you guys out there in the ether we're all looking forward to this book and for now thank you so much for listening to Snarks podcast
1: as always thank you for joining us on today's podcast look for us on socials we are on instagram and tiktok at booksnarks pod we are on youtube find us there leave us your reviews leave us your comments leave us your questions till next time happy reading y'all